Hey everybody and welcome to our newest project for First Responder Wellness, No One Fights Alone, an in-depth conversation about mental health and addiction in the first responder space. We're joined by your hosts, Austin Pedersen and Josh Austin, my friend, I have missed you. It's been a hot minute since we've been on one of these again. Way too long. We just keep pushing them back. We, we're busy men, I guess. That's what I keep telling I myself. Is that, is that what it is? I keep telling myself that. And if I tell myself that, that makes it true, right? <laughs> no matter what. I have been, uh, yeah, I've been pretty busy myself. I've been hooked up pretty good, doing some traveling. We, some of that we've traveled together. Some of it's been me teaching. But uh, we haven't had an opportunity to just sit down and have one of these. How's things been going for you? You know, I've got complaints, but uh, I'm not going to voice them, right? Because they don't matter. That's that's where I'm at. Like, things are good. I will always have something to complain about, but I choose not to feed that monster, right? I'm living somebody's dream. That's for sure. I am living somebody's nightmare. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> hey, you can't complain, man. What you've been in California, Louisiana, Vegas. I mean, you're a world traveler these days. I uh I did have the opportunity to spend some time in uh several different cities. The California trip was uh well, the Las Vegas, you and I, mm-hmm. and Tyler spent some time in Las Vegas. Maybe uh we can circle back to that if we get time on this podcast and talk about that a little bit because that was awesome. Uh but then I went to uh Came home, went to Sacramento, and that was a celebration. I did that for myself. That was a gift for myself that I started uh, doing that habit here a while back about celebrating my sobriety, and I would quietly do those things to love on myself. So that was actually a gift to myself. I flew out uh, to Scott Brown's poker tournament for uh, Danny Oliver that they transitioned this year actually from a poker tournament for the Danny Oliver Foundation to the SAC, Sacramento County Sheriff's Office Wives Association, I think. But mm. uh, absolutely had a ball. I won't. I didn't win. Uh, I didn't get kicked out early. I made. I made a good run. I passed the first what two lines, the two cuts. So I didn't do too bad. How'd you feel about Sacramento? That's the real question. You know what? It's about it, the people I'm around in Sacramento make it awesome. Uh, I did get to golf. Scott took me golfing that Saturday morning. Uh, I flew in late Saturday afternoon. Uh, we got up early and golfed with a couple of his buddies. Uh, one was a pilot. Another one was a veteran. Both of them. Well, I think the pilot was a CIA pilot. I don't know. There was some something shifty about yeah. that. And yeah, he he yeah. He was one of those guys. I think been shot at a lot. I mean, he had one of those, you know, one of those kind of looks. And then a uh, veteran, uh, ranger turned chaplain, or maybe still a chaplain in the ranger corps. I don't know. And uh, and Scott, we went golfing a little bit. That was fun. The poker tournament was good. So, you know, I was only there to talk shit to a lot of people and see if I could cause somebody else to lose money. You may have accomplished that. Look, no, no shame against people that live in Sacramento, but that is the armpit of California. It is, uh, it is a rough town. It is a rough town. Yeah. I had some cousins growing up that lived out there and every single time we'd go, I'd be like, Oh God, here we, here we go. 
into Sacramento. It's like 10 degrees hotter. It's flat. It's, yeah, it's no offense to anyone listening that may live there, but that is 100% the armpit of California. Well, then I went down to New Orleans. Sorry, I mispronounced that. I'm, uh, that's Oki. New Orleans. New Orleans. There you go. Um, and taught uh, some resiliency stuff down there. Had crawfish had to pay four times in about 48 hours down there. You got so, it. So, flew home. Yeah. Yeah. How was the training? Oh, it was exceptional. A lot of, uh, very interactive. A lot of great, a lot, had a lot of clinicians in this training this time it was good a lot of fun it's always fun to pick on the clinicians oh yeah you got to take the opportunity while you can because you've spent your whole life in therapy getting picked on so let them beat me up i get to beat them up a little bit i get to wool them around yeah so in the meantime we have not had a chance to talk about this crazy song that's coming out and i know all the podcasts are talking about it i heard joe rogan talking about it i uh but uh this oliver north music this chris lunsford uh, song Richmond of Rent, uh, Rich Men North of Richmond. Have you heard that song? Oh, yeah, love it. I, I heard it like the what? first day it came out before it had made like all this national news. I'm like, oh, this is just a pretty good song, you know, some outlaw country kind of kind of vibe to it. Oh, yeah, and then it just took off, man. Actually, you had sent that to me. And I think you sent it to me, you texted it to me and said, hey, you need to listen to this. And I had, I had actually already heard it, but in your text thread, uh, I was like, oh yeah, love that song, pull it up again. And I think that was like maybe while I was in Sacramento, but what is the, what's your thoughts on the whole, I mean, it is sweeping across the country. Well, there's, there's a couple portions. I mean, the, the first thing, like I'm a big YouTube guy, like I got YouTube going on in the background at majority of the time and whether that's youtube teaching me something or a podcast or you know something like that but it's been a long time since i've seen something bring every race and gender and and everything together you know what i mean like you're you're looking at some of these videos have popped up on youtube of people that you would think never listened to that song and they are just jamming out to it and it's it's brought in a sense of community together which is really refreshing i just find it fascinating to your point i find it fascinating of how many unique groups diverse groups are brought together with this song Mm -hmm. and saying that's me he's saying how i feel oh yeah it's just it's just been it's uncanny and i you know i think I think in a in a nation or society where we seem to be more divided than we've ever been, this is a song that says this speaks to us all. It's it's um, you know, and so if you go on social media and look at some of those uh, little blurbs or reels or videos, uh, I mean that that people are sharing. I mean these people are in tears. This is this song is speaking to their soul on so many levels. Well, and then you got to love the guy. You know what I mean? Like he turns down, what was it like an $8 million record deal? <laughs> and then like in, in the nicest way possible, uh, when he's doing like his little selfie videos or whatever, he's like somewhat talking shit about like the establishment, I'm guessing the establishment, the music industry, the 
you know, everything that is in place. And it, but he does it with a smile, so it makes you like him even more. Oh yeah, he's got that little redhead thing going, and uh, you know the little rascal version of uh, oh, it's just you know, it's just Oliver North. But they, but the video that I found fascinating to that point is that he apparently they played it at the uh, one of the uh, political uh, rallies or or it was a debate. What, debate. Mm-hmm. Yep. And him laughing, saying, those are the people this song is about. And they're playing it. You know, here's the irony of this song is about them, and yet they're playing it at their debate. Well, they're trying to use it as, I, I believe some was trying to use it like as ammunition, right, to talk about what's wrong. And he's like, motherfucker, that's you. Like, that's, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, a, a, as a politician who we all know they have to do what they have to do, right? To, to get to that. Well, that's the, that's the ego saying it can't be me. Mm -hmm. I'm surely not the problem. Yeah. It has to be everybody else. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that, that's why you end up liking him. Right. Is because he just, there's, there's a little bit of a no fucks given kind of a thing, you know? 100%. The GOP debate. Sorry, I messed that up. Yeah, he. And the, it's rocketing to the top of all uh, music lists. Mm-hmm. It's just, if it's not at the top, it's rocketing to the top of nearly every one of them. Most downloads, number one billboard, just all over the place. You know, but he is, uh, he's pretty open about his own mental health challenges. And. Oh, shoot. Uh, he's pretty open about his own challenges um, in that. And I think you hear it in the music. I think that's part of his passion. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the video uh, itself, like, if you heard the song, it is it is spectacular and lyrically, you know, and also to the fact that, like, it seems to me like there's not a ton of, uh, like, auto-tune or that kind of edit to it. So, you know, lyrically, it sounds beautiful, right? But then if you watch the video, that's what caught me was like the emotion behind the song with the, you know, the whole setting and everything like that. That's that's what gets you. And yeah, he's talked about, look, I, I wrote this shit because I'm suffering from depression and anxiety right. and, and all of these things. Right. And it's bringing light to like that. That music means it comes from the soul, which immediately hits with a nation that is suffering with more depression and anxiety than ever before. I think that's, I think that's where it really resonates with most people. I think they, they feel something, uh, when they hear that they, it's, it's more than just a, uh, a Kentucky and up there with a guitar singing it, it, it plucks a string in their soul of that's me. I feel that I feel the pain. I feel the hurt. I feel the frustration of all of your saying right there. And, you know, the depression piece and the, the addiction piece that he speaks of, you know, resonates with a lot of folks out here, uh, resonates with me, you know, that, uh, those are, those are words that speak to my soul. Well, and then too, with, if you mix in the depression, right. And you mix in antidepressants that do their job, however, they, they can kind of flatline you a little bit. Right. And so to hear something that 
moves you emotionally, right? That's a feeling that people want right now. That just to feel something, you know, and, and cause like when I heard the first time you get the, the goosebumps, you know what I mean? Like that's hundred percent. Well, he, he has definitely moved a nation and I think it's refreshing in a time of, of, uh, lies and misinformation and, and, you know, who do you really listen to that you can trust or value? Uh, you know, you can't listen to the news anymore. You can't listen to, doesn't matter which side of the news you believe is right or wrong. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's, it's just full of, just seems like it's just garbage. And here's a guy that walks onto the stage and says, um, I'm just going to play a little tune, a little ditty out here in the hills of Kentucky and see where we end up. And <laughs> he has made he has made an enormous impression uh on people just over they can't get enough of it yeah over and over and over well i keep I hope it's he, fascinating yeah to me. i hope he keeps coming out with hits man you know like let's keep it going there's another one I he's just got a great voice too like yeah. yeah music has always been a path to emotional release for me right like i some people like i listen to sad music a lot of the time. Right. And that's, yeah. I like that. And that, that gives me, yeah. it keeps me going for some reason, right? Like you would think that sad music or depressing music would, you know, flip you into depression, but for me, it gets me out of it. I feel the same way. I, I, I listen to a lot of country, uh, a lot of, um, outlaw country, a lot of slow country, a lot of old country, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, going back, George and Waylon and uh, a lot of, you know, really sad, sad stuff. And for whatever reason, it just kind of brings me to reality and saying, okay, keep on plugging. Keep going. Mm -hmm. That's what it's you supposed know. to do, man. It works. Well, that, uh, that was a great, uh, that was a great week in musicville because i really enjoyed this but hey we also um just recently got back from uh las vegas fop you want to you want to tell the listeners a little bit about talk to a little bit about that you know it was uh it was an interesting experience first off if you want to get a bunch of people to go to a conference vegas is the place to have it right like what was it? 6,500 people or something like that. It was, yeah, it was a lot. It was well over 6,000 people. Yeah. And so it's packed MGM. First off, I hate Vegas, like with a passion. Uh, it, right there. With yeah. You. It is not one of my favorite places. I mean, outside of the strip and everything, it's fine. It's another city. Like there's no issues, but right on that strip, man, I cannot stand it. I had to leave that first night to go to the to Walgreens or whatever. And I remember walking and just being like, what the, where the fuck am I? And, uh, so there, there's that, I'm going to throw that piece in there. So, um, but if, you know, you want to have something successful, a lot of people do love Vegas and that's fair. Uh, but this particular, con I liked it cause it was what reelections. It was, you know, a lot of what the, the FOP union is doing uh, and it's really cool to see the different, you know, portions of, cause obviously we were an exhibitor. So, you know, we're separate from 
a lot of what's going on in the conference rooms and everything like that. But, you know, I, when was the last one was two years ago? Do they have it two years ago? They're, they're bicentennial. So this conference, this is the bicentennial conference where they do the elections. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is every two years. Yeah. And so I don't think they had a ton of wellness and all that stuff there. Like they did this time, like granted there was the cool stuff, you know, the, the wooden flags that you can get built and relentless defender and, you know, some firearms and some places like that. But there was a good amount of mental health people there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was a, there was a good cross section of uh, mental health vendors and folks running around in that realm, which, you know, I think that shows speaks to uh, maybe is a better way to say, it. I think it speaks to, uh, how normalizing that is in the wellness community that, Hey, we want to be a part of this. Uh, you know, our friends from, uh, FHE were there, uh, Warriors Heart was there. Um, uh, FRW was there, uh, quite a few other, uh, smaller venues. Uh, great, great look. Um, you know, financial cop was there. Who else was there? Um, you know, there was some great opportunities to, to see some of the vendors. What I found interesting, uh, this was a great opportunity for each of the union, uh, union representatives themselves to bond together and show. I found fascinating that they were all shirted up together. Mm -hmm. A lot. You know, Chicago had the bowler shirts yep. and they, you know, they, they would have various uh, polo shirts with uh, maybe the Las Vegas logo that was unique to uh, maybe a specific city um and what was it uh one of the i think it was the um philadelphia guys that were in um just i just thought it was a neat camaraderie themselves to be uh find a unique way to represent their respective unions it was fun yeah and it was a fun look. and it was interesting walking in every morning through a crowd of people that were you know, reelect this person or, you know, here's some swag that, you know, we want you to take. And that was an interesting thing for me. That was something I didn't expect there to be. Actually. I felt awkward walking through the first time. It was like headed to a voter booth. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. And it was, it was cool to see that side of people, right? Cause they were having fun with it, man. Poker chips and. Oh, they were having so much fun. Yeah. And then it was such a light audience. Very, very, positive very happy oh yeah and then you could see the one guy in each lodge that had a great time the night before too <laughs> you know walking a couple walking a little slower than the rest of them and maybe looking a little downtrodden you know he he got better by 11 a.m or so but those early mornings were rough for some people i rode up the elevator with a guy that he had a button-up front shirt one one tail was tucked in on the front, the other tail was pulled out. His shoe was untied. His hair was disheveled, and he had a thousand yard look. Oh yeah, and it was about eight o'clock in the morning, and he was just going up to his room. Oh yeah, those are my favorite. Well, I also thought it was funny to watch like the rest of the hotel that had no idea that they had booked the weekend with six thousand cops. <laughs> They're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> <clears throat> well, cops tend to party a little harder when they're cut loose because they don't have that opportunity. You know, when the, 
in their in their town. So if you let them loose in a town that's not their own, they're going to take full advantage of. They've saved all their drinks up for that particular trip. You know, well, good for that. I mean, they're going to they're going to have a good time. Yeah, as as I think that those people deserve. Right, like part of that is going in and sitting in on some of the the union stuff and votes and different things that the union's doing over the next couple of years that they want to go over. But part of those too are going and having a good time and blowing off some some steam. How much built up steam had they had over the last couple of years from all of the bullshit that's going on in the world? Like that's a fair opportunity for them to go out and blow it off and do their thing. You know, like. 100 percent yeah go have a good time yeah i I mean just just knock it out of the park i'm in full support of that once again we've you know to make very clear not every single person is in addiction or recovery that that we are talking about here and sure absolutely you know if you have uh earned the right to drink like a gentleman and go have a good time by all means enjoy it knock yourself out. yeah enjoy it enjoy every minute of it because you're doing it for me and for you too as well you know for sure no it was a really uh it was a great time it was a great conference uh got to see a lot of uh old friends got to make a lot of new friends uh got to visit uh quite a bit with uh various agencies across the country just looking for uh new resources and you are in your element there What's you that? Said, Say that you are in your element, you know. <laughs> I always think that you you've seen um you know <laughs> the dude, right? Um the big Lebowski. The big Lebowski. Yeah, you see him, Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> that that's always what I think about when I'm at those kind of things. And you, dude, you you belong there, you know. I really enjoy meeting people and conversing with people. Those types of, yes, those types of events, I feel very comfortable. I work. It doesn't feel like work when I work, right? I work and you, obviously you're talking about, I don't like sitting at the vendor table. I like working. I'll just go work the room and end up with in, you know, a half a dozen or a dozen conversations making a round and, uh, it's amazing how many people you meet just randomly commenting on their shirt or their, what they're looking at or life and ends up being a, ends up being a friend or not. I mean, it really, it's, and I just meet those people all over. I, yeah, I love, I love those types of venues because people are always pretty open to conversations and I'm not afraid to have that conversation. Yeah. I love but it. how tired are you at the end of the day each day? I am drained. Yeah. I am drained by the end. It's a lot. We were a bunch of losers, man. We went to dinner at five, <laughs> went into the rooms by seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, to sleep by nine. Just we're a bunch of losers, man. Man, we the night we went to dinner with Alex, we stayed out a little bit later and that one my tail was dragging after that one because we had we were on a great evening just talking and conversing, but I think that one was our, and it, that's not late. It was not late comparatively to Vegas. Yeah, what, but, 10, uh, 1030, I think? <laughs> 10, 10 or 1030. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm dragging here. Yeah, and I commend him. Like, he came, he's like, let's go to a cigar bar. I'm like, that's a great idea. But the next morning, dude, I don't, I don't smoke many cigars here and there. And if I do, <laughs> I usually smoke 
a smaller cigar because I know, God, dude, that was a rough night just hacking up loogies and just like, how do these people? It's like when we went and played golf, the dude was smoking a cigar at 7.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. How does he pull that off? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What the fuck, you know? That was a great idea, playing a little golf before the convention started. Uh, That was a great time. Such a great idea. Yeah, and you know what? I'm looking forward to the next one. There's a you know, couple of years past. We'll see what changes in the world over the next couple of years, hopefully for the better. And But I'm, I enjoyed it. I really did. Well, I would recommend anybody that has an opportunity to go to that conference not miss it because it is that good. It is uh, a lot of fun, a lot of chaos, shit ton of people. Uh, Vegas is a good time for that. I will, I will give you that. I don't, I don't care for the town, but I mean, you, you, you put it in a conference like that in Vegas. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I think there was some people complaining about the walking distance. I mean, it was a haul. It was what three quarter of a mile from the elevator to the vendor floor, something like that. I dug it. I was uh, getting my steps in, you know, uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big deal, but I would recommend, I'd highly recommend anybody going. If they had an opportunity, if they're part of an FOP and they have an opportunity to go, that that's that's great. And the next one's Miami, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Talk about another town to go visit. I've never been there, so I'm I'm headed to the next one if we get invited the again. The ICP Wellness Conference was in Miami a few years ago, and it was a blast. Yeah, yeah Miami's such a great town. Such a great town. Yeah, I've never never experienced it, man. And but yeah, like you said, I think it's I think it's pertinent for people to go to places like that too, right? Because yeah. you get it, you get a little bit more knowledge and understanding what's actually going around in the background. I think every organization has its bureaucratical challenges, right? Like that's going to be every large unit. What is the FOP like? Three hundred fifty thousand or something more than that, maybe. I'm not I'm not sure the answer to that. Yeah. And I looked it up once and I think it's that don't quote me. But when you're the union in charge of that many people, it's good to go see what they're doing for you, right? Like you pay your dues, right? Like everyone that's there pays their dues in, you know, to be a part of that and whether that's legal representation or whether that, you know, whatever it could be further down the road, it's good to go see what your union is doing for you. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, as a state employee, I was not allowed to, as a state employee, we weren't allowed to be a part of that union. Uh, We were uh, legislatively prohibited from, so I only got to join the FOP as a, oh, I forget the name of it, kind of off branch of FOP. I joined when I was uh, retired. Hmm. but but I didn't get to you know I didn't get I didn't grow up in that environment as a as a young trooper you know it was only outside looking in and 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 they really have some great things going for their people yeah and then uh, I was talking to Rob over there too and Sherry Martin unveiled her um, assessment she did I haven't seen uh, or heard I heard it went well uh, I haven't actually seen the results of it. I uh, haven't taken the time. I'm sure they may have po- posted it on uh, the website by now. But, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited. But I did get to talk to her. She was super excited about it. I talked to her before. Uh, and she was really excited about uh, getting to unveil that. Yeah, that's been, what, great three years or something like that? Four years they've been working yeah, on that? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot minute uh, they've been working on that thing. Huh. 
Well, that and yeah, that's for sure. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen to her episode uh, and figure out exactly what it's about. Go be a part of it. I think it's uh, I think it's designed to to help change some things, right? Like that's that's the goal, or get and at least get a heartbeat of you know how people are doing. That's important too. You know, figure out where the the hot spots are, and then you know help an organization like that overcome those challenges. That's the big thing, right? Because if you go in and you don't tell the truth, you're really only harming the community, right? Right. That's big people. Yeah, I just checked the I just checked the website. The news, the full results of that's not it's not on their website yet. Um, but that's okay. I, it it's uh it's great information. She hinted at a lot of it when she was on our podcast, mm-hmm. so. I can't wait to see some of it. Yeah, that's uh, like I said though. Biggest thing is be honest and and help and invoke change, right? Like that's that's what the design of that is. And I think it's anonymous and all of that kind of stuff as well. So it does does keep you protected. Am I right? Absolutely. Well, my friend, that's a that's a great conversation for uh for a Tuesday. I uh, it's been great getting back on here with you. I uh, I look forward to another one. Yeah. Let's get back on track on these. And we got some big news coming out, Brad. I know you're excited. Big news. I am super excited. I uh, irritatingly watched uh, Tyler walk around with the big news a little bit. Um, right? We're talking about the merch. Yeah. 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 We're coming out with No One Fights Alone merchandise i cannot wait to unveil that for our listeners and let them be a part of that it's there's some cool stuff yeah we've got uh a new logo a professionally done logo if anyone was wondering who did this logo (laughs) you can see by the terribleness of it that it was me so it is a good logo uh, that's just not your uh that's not your that's not, not not your passion no, I saw, I'm not, there's not an artistic bone in my body. So, you know, it, it uh, we're going to get a new logo, getting some hats. Uh, the hats are, are what I'm looking forward to the most, honestly. So we're getting patch hats, right? With the, the new logo attached to it. Uh, and then some shirts. And this is the, the first of many coming up. We're going to be doing these shirts are obviously logo attached, but there's going to be some other ones that are coming out that are more, you know, c- circled around the, the wellness portion and, uh, you know, everything like that. And so I'm super excited to get out. That's coming out in the next couple of weeks. This has been how long have we been talking about doing this? We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's been been a long time coming. Uh, the reason we get to do that is because people actually sit in and listen, which still shocks me to this day. This, uh, the rinky dink setup that we had at the beginning with, you know, $30 mics and, you know, everything like that. Um, and now here we are, right. You know, got a setup. We're doing here this. We are. You're, you're in another state right now and we're doing this and it still sounds okay. And, yeah, I'm I'm just super stoked. Uh, it's it's given us an opportunity to to build some merch and and get some stuff going. And you know, who knows if you hate it, you, that's okay too. I'm I can't wait to have one. I hope uh, I hope I'm wearing a shirt within two weeks. 
Mm, that's me too. It's, that? it's been so it was a four week timeline four weeks ago. So I'm not I'm hoping <laughs> for any day. I think uh I think we're such a small little blip on the radar of the people that are helping us do this that we get pushed to the back, but that's okay too, because you know, they've they've got a, a little spot in their heart for first responders and everything. So, you know, shout out to huge brands in Salt Lake City. They uh they are helping us out with this process. They've helped us design a bunch of different stuff and uh they're good people. Reach out to Brennan out there. Brennan is a, a good guy that I've known for a long time that actually was attached to Chateau as the admissions director prior. So he definitely holds a uh a spot for the first responder community in his heart and and he helped us get it going. So when it does release, we will uh we will definitely make a little bit of announcement. It'll be on the site. You can buy it on the site. We'll ship it out to you and uh we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. Well I hope the listeners are excited about that. We'll have that posted uh quickly. We'll put it on uh what website, social media mm-hmm. uh and give you access to uh, do some purchasing with it. So, yeah, can't wait. Hope the listeners are excited too. All right, my friend, you take care. And uh, we'll got a new one coming out on Friday. It's a uh, little heads up for anyone that's listening. It is a, uh, there is a movie about this, man. And there it is. I'm taking us out. Keep going. No, that's it. I got nothing. You, when this song comes on, you got to get quiet. Can it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With the whole soul. These rich men told the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Thank you for listening to this segment of No One Fights Alone. No One Fights Alone is sponsored by. Chateau Recovery is a 16-bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains in Midway, Utah. Chateau's First Responder Resiliency Program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers. Chateau's comprehensive and highly individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues. It addresses the why. Each of their seasoned, trauma-trained, and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based, specialized therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Recovery is trusted by departments and agencies from around the country to treat responders and veterans. In fact, it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information, or to speak to a representative, go to chateaurecovery.com or call 888-507-5031. No One Fights Alone is also sponsored by First Responder Trauma Counselors. First Responder Trauma Counselors are subject matter experts in proactive behavioral health care for frontline workers through their National Peer Support Academy. This 40-hour all-badges, all-uniforms, and all-scrubs educational experience helps to create caring, honest, and empathetic peer support relationships with your fellow frontline workers. The FRTC National Peer Support Academy is taught by actual first responders who have gone back to school to become culturally competent, licensed behavioral health clinicians that teach from lived experiences, not just theories from books. 
This fast-paced immersive educational academy will not just change your life, it will help you save the lives of others. For additional details, visit 991overwatch.org or call 970-222-419-3. This could be the most life-changing academy you'll ever attend.